0: Well, good afternoon and welcome to the Gym Owners Fitness Business Podcast, proudly supported and sponsored by the Fitness and Wellness Show March, Sydney 2022, FitRec Fitness Registration for Fitness Professionals, and Life Fitness Australia. This afternoon, I have the pleasure of interviewing Jonathan Freeman. Jonathan is the CEO at Club Active. Now, many of you are probably saying, Oh, Club Active, I've seen that name around. Who are they and what are they all about? Well, just briefly, I'll tell you that they are Australia's largest active over 50s health and fitness community. It's an innovative gym environment focusing entirely on the underserviced market, which we must all agree being the over 50s market. Good afternoon, Jonathan.
1: Good afternoon, Mel. Thanks for having me.
0: You're very welcome. Welcome. Now, but I have to agree with you totally the over 50s market, even the over 40s market is typically overserviced by our industry. So first of all, tell me a little bit about Club Active, how it came about?
1: yeah yeah you're most definitely right i think one of the, the most underserved market and the biggest opportunity in the not just the australian fitness landscape but but particularly the world is this active baby boomer space and and particularly sort of that late 50 year old market so look i'm an exercise physiologist by trade so i started uh i was operating a clinic inside of the commercial gym uh on the southern part of the gold coast here in australia and and um, obviously as an exercise physiologist working in a mainstream gym you don't actually get to see many of the mainstream members you're actually starting to attract a different demographic of personnel that come into the gym specifically to see myself so I've seen that and i just seen an obvious you know you know being I think uh, as a, a leader in the industry you would understand and most probably agree with me is that being consciously aware of your surroundings is important to to growth and and you know predicting the future and and that's exactly what I did and, and seeing a huge opportunity um, to set up club active which you know club active was is born out of a need for this under market particularly the over 50s to exercise in a safe fun non-intimidating environment with some expert advice so I think that's really also important to note with this demographic you've, you've you're definitely working with a demographic who Want to know what is the best thing for them to do? Want to want to be guided on their health journey? They have a vastly different health journey than the mainstream gym members. Um, so so that's that's how it all began. It began in uh, March 2017. So we're coming up to five years of the brand. It's been you know two, two years of that has been COVID. Um, so you could so you could uh, understand the amount of grey hairs that I've grown in the last five years. Uh, but we've since grown from one club in March 2017 to. Another four, so three other uh, company owned clubs, and then two fully service franchised in Burleigh Bundle. So we're at Tweed, Burleigh Bundle, Parkwood, Carondale, and Brisbane. New site opening in Castle Hill, and we have eight more facilities opening in 2022. So exciting times ahead.
0: Well, it certainly is. And, yeah, I don't think there's a club owner in Australia who didn't end up with a few more grey hairs. There's no doubt about <laughs> no doubt about that. So this is a fairly loaded question. Um, first of all, uh, congratulations on the success of the growth. Now, you continued to grow through COVID like many fitness businesses did. Some didn't, uh, but quite a, quite a few did. So my, my questions to you are, A, what did you do throughout COVID to continue your growth and to stay connected with your over 50s market? And B, what type of programming do you use within your club that keeps them engaged and coming back? And sorry, the last part of that question, do you tap into the medical fitness arena?
1: Yes, I'll I'll start with the first bit. Yeah, we, we were fortunate enough to grow in that in that first part of COVID. Um, and majority of that growth came from our telehealth, which is probably going to answer the third part of the question is um, the ability. So so the way the Club Active operates is, is basically two, two, um, two revenue models. So there's a there's a clinic operating as obviously in a commercial gym as well so we have a, a gym membership for people over the age of 50 who want to come in and exercise as i say that's non fundamental environment we also have a clinic operating because we we see the obvious opportunity there to to tap into the medical fitness market uh, which is Highly backed by Medicare and um, NDAs and, and Department of Veteran Affairs and the Australian Workers Compensation System and those sorts of things. So we, so as per the COVID guidelines, when when the entire country shut down, we part of our business was deemed an essential service within the medical space. So we're able to grow handsomely through that, which has sort of um, saved definitely saved us as a startup. Actually, um, I think one of the challenges through that though with COVID is. The over 50s market is vastly uneducated when it comes to why exercise is important for your health. Um, so that's been a, a huge, um, huge sort of focus for us is making sure that we are um, providing that level of education. And I guess that's the second part of your question is that the big thing for us is educating, educating the, the community of over 50s on why you know, high-intensity interval training for a uh, phase three or four cardiac patient is important. You know, and, and and most people cringe when they go, "What high-intensity interval training for people that are coming back from a heart attack?" Well, yeah, that's that's the research at the moment. You know, why strength training is important for diabetes. You know, why you know um, why there are certain types of exercise that are more beneficial for knee strength during you know to prevent knee replacements or improve um, osteoarthritis or those sorts of things. So, um, I, I think the, the biggest thing for us as a brand is around education. And the second big thing there is just creating that community of like-minded individuals so that they can nurture each other on this on this journey of health, I think, because you know the you know i'm thirty five years old, so I'm probably a little bit younger than the market that we're talking about. But you know my grandmother, who's eighty eight, she's, you know they're definitely a different type of retiree to what it is now. my mum and dad have just retired, they're sixty four and sixty two so it's it's all about, giving this baby boomer demographic an opportunity to change the way they age and and to have this healthy retirement living as opposed to you know retiring and, and sitting down and, and sort of not really doing much in their community. So well, we're very community focused and very very much about giving back to this aging demographic that have given so much to us.
0: So tell me something then Jonathan do you think that commercial clubs market correctly to the over 50s?
1: I don't think so. No, no, I think what's what the big thing about this demographic is, and I'm probably giving away a lot of um, intellectual property here, but it's okay. Um, there's a there's a big enough market to compete. But uh, the biggest thing about them is they want to exercise in a safe, fun and non intimidating environment. Now, it doesn't matter, in my honest opinion, and, and you know, I, I don't think it's too much of an ignorant opinion. I think any club can start to put on over fifties exercise classes and over fifties um, opportunities for people. But if the music's still the same, and the color of the walls is still the same, and the meeting and greeting of your receptionist is still the same, it's not going to attract a lot of the over fifties. It will probably attract the more educated um, ones that are, that know exercise is important to do, and that you know, oh wow, this club, this this group of gyms now has exercises for the over 50s and I can go and do that class but it's not going to create that community I mean you know you're a you're a um, you're a veteran in the industry Mel and I think everybody understands the importance of creating community you know you look at the success of so many big brands and and they've been built on the back of creating a community of like-minded people to exercise together you know F45 all of those big brands um, and and I think that's what's most important, and that's in my opinion, has seen the emergence of these boutiques like FitStop and 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 f forty five and the, the Soul Cycles and, and those ones of the world. Is it's creating community of the same type of people everywhere you go. And I think that's the biggest challenge for the big boxes is how are they creating their communities within communities? Um, you know, a lot of the influences in the space, you know, you know the Emily Skies, the, the the Chris Hemsworth stuff with Senna they're all creating their own community of people who are like Chris Hemsworth and like Emily Sky and like Kayla Itzine and those sorts of people. So if you take a good conscious understanding of why these brands are successful, they're successful based on the same common denominator of creating that community.
0: Yeah, I tend to agree with that. I mean, let's face it, every large commercial club has a minimum, and I've been saying this for years, uh, a minimum of four business models, you know, within their club and they need to understand the, the four and then they need to go out and market to the four differently. What mm. I love about Club Active, um, besides the fact that you know, you're know you marketing to the over 50s group, is that if there's a lot of uh, commercial club owners out there now listening to the podcast, this is something for you all to think of. A lot of uh, people who have been in the industry for 15, 20, 25 years and have large clubs, they're at that point now where they're thinking of exiting um, but they want to stay in the industry. They're not quite sure what to do. So I look at your business model and I look at it like a piece of real estate. A large commercial club is like your family home where all the kids are until they move out. That's how I look at the commercial club. And when you and your partner are ready to scale down, but still want to do the same things, why not scale down your club? Sell your large commercial club and downsize to Club Active, a commercial business where you're going to be working in a niche environment that probably suits your age group. So you can move out of you know working solid and hard to get those 20s to 35 and 40 year olds that are wanting that boutique, wanting the F45, wanting the body fit, wanting all of those things, perhaps downsize like you would with your house and move into a smaller business like Club Active, where you're actually going to be working with people in your own age group. And therefore, you can create, again, a stronger community and culture. So this Club Active is an enormous opportunity for club owners in the over 45 age bracket, which you've proven.
1: Yeah, look, I think you're spot on. And I think one of the other big things about community is understanding why communities work. And communities work based on... A certain amount of people, you know. Yeah, you can drive big scale clubs into ten thousand members, but how hard is it? And you would know this. How hard is it to to create a a very close knit community with ten thousand people versus a close knit community of say three or four hundred? Um, I I know that it's much easier to create a close-knit community and it's much faster to create a close-knit community of 300 or 400 people. So I think that's super important too. And and those large-scale businesses, you know, that are in that, as you say, in that sort of big box fitness facility, it's also asking themselves questions on on how can they, you know, separate those models within their existing business. Like you say, you know, is there a space? And we've seen the emergence of the, the women's only section um, when curves came into the market, uh, you know, let's say twenty, fifteen, twenty years ago, um, which is, which again was a was I guess a point of innovation where clubs had to innovate to allow you know people who wanted to, like women who wanted to exercise in a, a safer, more friendly environment in an area where they weren't didn't feel intimidated and those sorts of things. And I guess the emergence of Club Active and what we're doing is probably no different. So, so yeah, you're right. Look, we're, we're, we're happy to have conversations to see how we can help um, current brands, you know, maybe innovate a little bit, uh, little bit differently into some of their spaces in their clubs.
0: Well, there's definitely an opportunity for you guys to actually create club active 50s plus programming for say large independent clubs where perhaps they can pay you a license fee and you set them up for the programming and then when they're ready to move on from their large commercial club they can then downsize as I said before to a club active studio so I think there's heaps and heaps of potential for your brand but I do want to ask you this what do you think that we need to do as an industry as a whole to seek more positive reflection in the media about who we are and what we do
1: look i think there needs some to be some large-scale lobbying around exercise and COVID. um i'm 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 grossly disappointed on on um, some of the governing bodies within the fitness industry in australia uh, that that haven't sort of called upon, you know, industry leaders like yourself and, and bigger CEOs within the space around what can we do to work together to support, uh, you know, what we do and provide that education to the government. Because the, the only reason the government locked us down is that gyms were deemed as unsafe and unhygienic. Now, if you look at the statistics on the amount of COVID cases that have actually been in gyms, it's far fewer than shopping centres and shopping centres are open all over the countryside. You know, so I think, and and all of that is just driven based on education. So if we could educate again, coming back to that fundamental purpose of education and educating even, you know, the the key stakeholders and the the politicians and and the the key decision makers on why exercise is important for people's mental health, physical health. We know it's important for their physical health, but, you know, the, the avid exercise goer is the only person who understands how important it is for your mental health. Um, So I think that's the biggest thing is large scale lobbying, you know, from from groups like Fitness Australia or OzActive. I think they've had a rebrand just recently, Uh, you know, people like yourself that are spreading the good word, you know, roundtable discussions with myself and other people in the industry that have vast amounts of knowledge in our own areas around why, you know, we're just about to go to market with a COVID recovery program, which is a lungs in action, you know, which is basically a better breathing program and, you know, things like that, that are going to, Provide more because because the biggest thing around this whole COVID thing has been it's the consumer it's it's not so much the fact that we've been well I don't think being closed down has helped anybody but the consumer confidence is just out the door And, and you know like. No, 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 no media outlet, no, no governing body. No politician has come out and give our consumers like particularly the over 50s and and not to mention, you know, um, avid gym goers in mainstream gyms. No one has given consumer confidence that gyms are going to stay open because they are important places for us to connect and be healthy together and, and, and grow better immune systems and all those sorts of things. So I think that's the biggest thing is that we need to create large amounts of consumer confidence. And, and, you know, by doing that, we it's all, it's all banding together and, and, you know, marching together.
0: I, I agree with that. I'd love to see every club owner, and I've just did this exercise recently, I'll go back and download and have a look at your November, December, and even your January figures, even though the month is not out, and have a look back over the last four to five years. And, and that will give you a true indication of each month and what's really going on mm. in your club. And, yeah, I totally agree with you. Consumer confidence is at an all-time low. People come in to buy a membership mm. and, you know, one of their questions is, uh, so do you think you guys will stay open? That's exactly how they say it. Do you think you guys will stay open? Mm. Um, I, mm. I I don't... Look, i strong believer that government here in Victoria will not close us down again. They don't have the money to be able to give us any type of financial assistance, even open or closed. So I struggle to see them do that. Will they put more restrictions in place? It's quite possible. They've always um got that power to do so. But I think the message that we need to be throwing out there is that we are safe and you know it's safer to come to a gym and touch a kettlebell as opposed to going to the supermarket and touching an avocado. And yeah we we need Yeah yeah. <laughs> We need to be singing those tunes. We definitely need, as you said, Jonathan, you know, we need our Oz Active, we need Fitrec. we need SR. we need Physical Activity Australia to get behind us and to be throwing out more positive marketing about who we are. We need, you know, Ian from Genesis and Harry from Club Lime. And we also need the team from Good Life. You know, we need all of these people, Greg Oliver. We need all of these people to stand up and say, irrespective that we're all competition, we are one in what we do and we are a safe environment for the consumer to come to and we need to be pushing that message out there more Um, because I think at the moment, and I think you might agree with this, that everybody's just chasing the dollar for survival.
1: Mm, That's right. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. The show ratios are the big things, you know, like people are inquiring because they want to do it, but then, you know, as you say, that the first question that comes up is, are you guys still gonna be around in three months time?
0: <laughs> yeah, so,
1: yeah.
0: It's, um, it's a tough gig, but like you said, um, more people need to stand up. The biggest struggle I had right throughout COVID, not as a business owner, but being a voice in the industry was being a female. Uh, I truly found it really hard for people to open doors and allow me to sit at a boardroom table at state government level. Purely because uh, I was a female, I know of one incidence where they were all men sitting at the table, no females were were invited. And I think, again, I, using this podcast, you know, ask women of the fitness business industry to step up and to be a voice for us as well. Because um, there's just not enough us out there saying You know, we are leaders, we need our businesses open, we run, you know, profitable businesses, and uh, we need to stay open, just like the large commercial clubs.
1: Yeah, and this is probably a great um, platform for you to do that, Mel, definitely. And 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 you have my utmost support if you ever need me to help lobby anything around this, uh, the the consumer confidence in COVID-19, that's for sure.
0: I think um, what I'll be doing is uh, getting in touch with a couple of the associations and seeing what we can do together as a group. But moving away from that, Jonathan, as I said, you've done extremely well with Club Active and it's a very niche product uh, to service the underserviced market being the over 50s. And I would definitely, if you're thinking of starting a business or even downsizing, as I said earlier on, or perhaps... uh, Jonathan can help you with some programming. Perhaps they'll have a, a licence fee coming up in the, in the near future where they can help you service the over-50s. Where is the best place for our listeners this afternoon to get in touch with you?
1: Um, you can just email me directly, uh, jonathan.freeman at clubactive.com.au. It's J-O-N-A-T-H-A-N Freeman, F-R-E-E-M-A-N at clubactive.com.au or you could jump on the website and just uh, send a, a general inquiry if you'd like info at clubactive.com.au and i'm sure it would reach back to me but but you're right mel um, we have our very own which is i've got to mention before which i'll mention now but we have our very own 50 50 format of group fitness classes so it sits under three categories of fun functional or flexible so uh, in the not too distant future we will be releasing those to the wider audience at the moment they're only available through club active centers Uh, But, yeah, stay tuned for that.
0: Sounds great. I'm looking forward to that myself. (laughs) I am. So as I said, guys, today I was chatting to Jonathan Freeman from Club Active, and Club Active is an innovative gym environment focused on the ever-increasing and largely underserviced over-50s market. Their franchise business model offers a turnkey solution with an excellent return on investment from multiple income streams, being government incentives and private health rebates, gym memberships, and so, so much more. Jonathan, thank you for... Chatting with me this afternoon.
1: Thank you so much for your time, Mel.
0: You're very welcome. As I said, today's podcast was proudly supported and sponsored by the Fitness and Wellness Show in Sydney, March 2022, FitRec Fitness Registration, and Life Fitness Australia.